Boy, Trey, forever, baby. Man, it's your boy, artist. Yeah, the gap too deep. Are you And we're back. This is the King Teeth Network. Welcome back, Royal Family. Thank y'all so much. Um, we have a Youngstowner. Hey. Finally had somebody from Youngstown, Ohio. We moving up in the world, people. Um, I appreciate the king here. He got a great story. We about to get into it. But I got Sergeant, and I forget the part. Fresh part. ASAP. Sergeant ASAP, yeah. aka Will, aka producer, aka music musician, aka does it all. Actually, has yeah. a has brands, clothing brands, has different small businesses that he started. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. Nice to meet you. Nice awesome. Nice to meet you, man. Appreciate y'all um, inviting me out Shout out to D. for making this happen. Absolutely. Super dope, man. Coming from Youngstown, how is that? Man, always a struggle. Even uh, even after all these years of, uh, you know, just going through so many things and still being developed, uh, mm -hmm. coming back to the city of Youngstown, mm -hmm. it ain't really changed that much. It's still, uh, you know, crime-written drug infested all that crazy stuff that you hear about the ghetto but you know youngstown was built on crime built on the mob built mm. on thugging and hardship so uh being somebody from that city i just look forward to tell that story uh also look forward to tell my story yeah. my trials and tribulations and shit, that's how we're gonna keep it thugging you know represent for the city and the o, o state there we go so that that's what we want to get into here at the King Teeth Network. We love to um, hear kings and queens stories about um, how they came up and then where they are now. Mm -hmm. So um, you said you said crime written, murder rate high. Nobody oh, yeah. thinks about that when they think about Youngstown. Man, around the around the country though, what's really crazy is a lot of people know about Youngstown. Around the country, but then in Ohio. It's kind of like, oh, it's Youngstown. Right, yeah. <laughs> stay away from it, but it's no explanation. Yeah. Around the country, though, I've been in Missouri. I've been in uh, Alabama, Georgia, and people would be like, oh, you from Youngstown? And the first thing they say is the, uh, we was the murder rate, like the highest murder rate, like several times, yeah. a bunch of times. Like, and so many people in like actual, uh, you know, like top tier drug people or thugging people or whatever, gangsters, I guess you would call it uh cross paths through ohio so it's yes. a lot of people that have family here it's just one of them you know low-key areas that people just fucking you know so youngstown i'm i need to get a better picture of youngstown i didn't know y'all was thugging like that Man. what what makes youngstown so dangerous uh i think the I mean, nowadays it's probably the same situation as it was when I was a youth. Like, there's nothing in place nothing to, to offer the youth yeah. other than basketball, football, you know, and whatever else. But not everybody plays sports. Mm -hmm. I had two older brothers who was six, five, six, seven, dunking in the newspaper every weekend. You know, all wow, kind of stuff. Yeah. They look over at me and they're like, about five nine, ain't it? Right, <laughs> it's five eleven, right? Like. 
What you about to do? You right. about to hoop? You about to do this? Like I had zero interest to do it. I'm over here on the uh, the mixers and tapes and recording and uh, trying to learn how to uh, sample from my dad's records and put it on tape and then separate the instruments on A and B side. Like I don't know why I even At like what this. What age is that? Had to be before 12, because after that was crazy. Yeah. So you took to the music early. When did you yeah. know you liked music? Uh, shit, super early, man. Like, that was the one thing that would change the mood in the house. Mm -hmm. With a dad and two brothers, and it ain't nothing but male energy. Mm -hmm. Like, you put on a little bit of music, that'll change the mood. You know, mm -hmm. that'll soften up a, a, you know what I mean? A hard dad at the end of the day who want to just come home and fuss and uh, be a great, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it lighten up the mood through the whole house. So I learned at an early age. Plus, also, uh... My family was involved in church. My uh, grandmother kept us in church. So uh, I would go in there and help my aunt set up the equipment, the PA system. And I would just learn everything just by doing it, not to set the speakers too close to the mics, all that stuff. So through that, I would just bring that same information back to my house or my, my little spot for my homies mm -hmm. and just be recording. You know what I mean? Nice. Everything that I learned, I just bring it right back to the hut. Look like. What I got. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, shit, we gonna rub on that. Right, not even, right. yeah, absolutely, That's man. R.I.P. to all them. So, man. okay, so you grew up with the, you grew up with just your father mm -hmm. and two brothers. Yeah. How was it like, how was it growing up with just a father? Because that's not, that's not normally the case. Right. Uh, man, it makes you kind of numb to like uh, a lot of emotional shit that you mm -hmm. should like or desire. But it also prepares you for the rest of the world. Like true. Like I had grit in that. I had zero problem going to another location. I had zero problem going to Missouri and figuring life out. I had zero problem going to Tennessee. And you know, after things wasn't so great, sleeping in my car a few times, mm -hmm. having to wake up, work doubles and doubles and. You know what I mean? Like really just out there on the grind and thugging. And then when you realize you work, work past your goals and work past your limits um, with the knowledge you obtain, with the goals you reach, the money you, you make is probably the smallest part of it. Right. You know, the you just built something that now can't nobody take away from you. Now you know how to stand on your, your all 10 toes. Like without a necessarily a nine to five that just wait. Right. You figured out how to live. I figured out how to get it. I figured out how to self-activate, like mm. be programmed, be self-programmed. What is that? What does that even? What does that mean? Because I think that's something the youth need to know. Self-activate, being self-reliant, being dependent on self to get it. Yeah, man, it just comes from being hard on myself. Like there is nobody that can really critique me more than I do. If somebody does tell me something. Ultimately, a lot of people would take it and get their feelings hurt. Like, like I said, growing up mm -hmm. with a father, it made you kind of numb mm -hmm. to somebody telling you you ain't the shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, oh, OK, my bad. I need to go back and keep getting better. Facts. Never wanted to be a ball player, but my brothers would have me in the driveway trying to steal the ball. Trying right. to try, you know what I mean? So naturally, I just had talent. Facts. I just didn't, you know, whatever uh i just left it alone no they already six seven six five right, like right, right, right. what i'm supposed to do like i'm 5 11 I, I probably could really 
I probably could have, but I was just like, uh, I really just love music. I really just love, uh, I like how I affect people, mm -hmm. like specifically women. Like a lot of women and older women when I was younger. So like, again, mind you, at 14, I was, I was on my own. So, so you moved out at 14? I didn't move out. I just had my own house. I woke wow. up to no parents, went to sleep to no parents. My mom lived where she lived. My dad lived where he lived at. What? Yeah. So I was. So you grew up fast. Bruh, by the time I was 15, by the time I was like 15, 16, I was, before I left school, I was dating my teacher. So, so listen, she was the only person, listen, she was the only, that's why I say it, it'll sound fake. So before I left high school, me and her was really tight and really cool, you know, but once I was out on my own, you know, you kind of only got the people that's in your corner. Right. So not only was she helping me, uh, you know, with food, uh, throw me some money every now and then, buy me a phone, wow. just keep a cat, you know what I'm saying? Keep me up off the ground totally, yeah, for real. which it was a, you know what I mean? On her behalf, it was some, probably some weird shit, but on my behalf, it I really fucking life, needed it. It really, it really, I ain't gonna say it saved my life, but it really kind of kept me, uh, from crashing mm. mentally a lot of times when you look in the refrigerator and it ain't shit with the same jug of milk, like mm. your homies come through. They got money. We, I mean, we get money. It's in and out, but ain't nobody applying that to, What's going you on? know, my what foundation. Yeah, facts, facts. A lot of money can flow, and you might not see none of it. Right. That's how it be sometimes. For real. But moving, so 14 to 15 to 16 to 17 to 18, you was on your own, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then, was it at 18 that you decided to go to the, um, to the military? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think and it was, was uh, 18. Like, what made you make that decision? Uh, shit, I was just, I don't know, man. I like to be ahead of everything. So financially, they was giving out bonuses and shit. They were like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 and shit. Okay. Hey, you want to go be a ranger? Go over here. They give you 60 grand, all that shit. I kind of got jerked because I didn't get none of that. What? And then they sent me to a combat engineer unit. Yeah. So combat engineering is... You go before the infantry. You go before, you're basically right up there behind special forces. So fifth, fifth group, special forces, the tan beret and the raspberry beret cats. Uh, we're up there behind them. And we'll be either clearing the way or just helping them do demo, wrapping C4, making deck core, uh, clearing buildings, all that type of shit. But, you know, it was... Uh, I went in under the impression that I was going to be a construction worker. Really? Yeah, they was like, because listen, they was like, listen, don't you want something so you can get out and take care of your family when you get out? I was like, hell yeah, that sounds great. Facts. He was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get you a construction job. I was like, cool. And, you know, if you test in the right percentile, they basically just stick you with special forces. Because mm. special forces is the people who handle all the demo, deck cord, all the major stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, like regular soldiers don't get hand grenades no more because too many motherfuckers is blowing themselves the fuck up, right? For real. So you gotta be like, you really gotta go through the uh, combat engineer course, which is at Missouri, Fort Leonard Wood, Fort Lost in the Wood. Facts. Okay, so how long were you in the military for? Uh, from 2008 to 2012. Okay. Yeah. And 
when leaving there, what was your mindset? Was it back to the music? Cause I, I don't think. Nah, not even. Shit. Uh, as soon as I left the military, the shit just got dark and bad. Really? Cause listen, I was in Tennessee, True. and me okay. thinking. And the crazy shit is, is like the people that's around the base in Tennessee do not fuck with military. They like make it a point to like not fuck with you. Why? I don't know. And it's black people. It ain't even like racist white people. It's like black people that's like, you know, out there. And they, uh, yeah, they just they ain't fuck with a nigga. They just not, they did not. Cause it's like really, it's a, it's like living in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And right across the street is fucking Skid Row or whatever the fuck that is in Whoa, L.A. Right. Okay. So it's two dramatics. Yeah. One side of the street is like a wrecked building standing up. The other side of the street is fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah these niggas are suffering. Yeah. Like, and me thinking, oh, I'm from the hood. I'm from Youngstown. They're going to get me. Mm -hmm. oh, they see is the uniform. All they see is, you know, clean cut dude that got a Monte Carlo. Like, right. they think I got everything. But, you know. That's also where uh, it came into play. You can't be blind to a poor man's dream. Or what is it? How it go? You can't be blind to, I guess, a poor man's dream or what a poor man sees as valuable, you know? Like, just because you got everything, don't think that uh, somebody else don't fucking see the yeah. smaller things as valuable, yeah. you know? Basically, what the fuck I'm getting at. So what, what made you make the move to Nashville then? Um, it's a bigger city. Uh, the music is there, the vibes is there, and the energy is more of my tempo. Like, mm -hmm. I don't just fit in one category, and Nashville has multiple genres, multiple categories, multiple lanes. You got fucking the West End, you got Broadway, you got fucking uh, the colleges that are there, yeah. like you got Vanderbilt. Like, there's so many lanes to it. Um, Roof Chris right down there, you see stars, it's like a mini little uh, Hollywood, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but people don't really know that. Right. You know, and like you so have big. to go there. Right. You just have to really go there and see all the freaking country people that's rocking it out down there. But that's a good little spot, man. I did more traveling than anything. Like I lived there, but since it wasn't my home, it wasn't where, you know what I mean? I grew up in the mud at, like I had to just kind of move around and keep myself busy and occupied. Otherwise, you fall into the streets, yeah. and these ain't your streets. So at the end of the day, nigga, if you dead on the street, ain't nobody gonna give a fuck about right. you. Like you from, this nigga from Ohio, fuck right. him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just had to stay busy. Uh, met a lot of people in Memphis. Uh, a lot of, met a lot of people, Murfreesboro, Streetsboro, or uh, all, all throughout Tennessee, man. I made a, a lot of great friends, connections. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm back up in this bitch now. So. so talk about some of the small businesses you started. Cause you had a much uh, Absolutely. So, um, the first one I ever did was wholesaling. Okay. Um, so wholesaling houses. houses yeah. Houses. So again, came from one of those moments where I did not have anything. Like, mm. uh, I ain't had no money coming in. And the one thing I knew since, you know, being raised with my dad is, get your ass to being constructive. Mm -hmm. Stop crying about it, go pick up some books, go learn some shit, go figure it out mm -hmm. and shut the fuck up and you'll learn it once you get there. Yeah. By the time you get there, you're gonna learn you're half gonna of it. Effect. You know what I'm saying? And so I was- actually doing it and repping it. Absolutely. And people can't tell the difference when they're interacting with me because a lot of this shit, I really just pretended that I knew. 
I pretended that I knew how to call in a plumber and a contractor and come and do the estimate on the house that I don't even own so that they can do all the footwork for me. You know what I mean? Call in the chimney inspector, the uh, roof, all the people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then come up with a contract. Like a lot of this shit is YouTube. A lot of it is Google. A lot of it is calling other real estate people. Um, so that's just one of my fucking outlets. The other outlet was uh, actually designing merch. Mm -hmm. uh, I started with when I was doing it for the army. Like I'd make their PT shirts. Oh, wow. I'd do little shorts or whatever, do the logos and shit just so they could wear on uh, like fun days or extra days or whatever the fuck just to wear around base. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing that, I fell in love with the merch game. Fire. Uh, the, the rubber wristbands for a dollar, motherfucking t-shirts, logos, taking old hoodies, taking old jackets, refurbishing them. Yeah. And I learned, <laughs> I learned so much uh, like house moms and soccer moms. Really? Fucking dude, they, 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 they told me where to go get the t-shirts the for cheap for a dollar, like solid quality t-shirts for, for a dollar in Tennessee because Tennessee is a cotton state. So yeah, where you, shit. where you, where the country gets its $7. cotton supply yeah, from facts. is generally the same areas, which is in Tennessee and so Gildan, yeah. super cheap. Yeah. And then all you do is press your logo up on it. I was doing HTV. Uh, eventually I went and bought a, a t-shirt printer, uh, the I was working with the local artists in Youngstown too, uh, who was a kid, Rich, uh, man, like a bunch of people, people at the stores in the local community, Fosters, uh, Six Brothers, like all the just hit them up and be like, yo, here go a, a hood t-shirt, you know what I mean? You want these in your store? And me be like, yeah, leave them on the rack. If they sell, they sell. Come back, they sold. Let's put more on the rack. Yeah. You know? So I got. Walked in your store. I mean, I came up on the, you know, just talking. I used to live across the street from the stores. I used to live across the street in the hood on Albert Street on the east side of Youngstown. So it was nothing for me. Like my grandma lived up the street. My other grandma lived across the street from us. And then McGuffey and the rest of the hood is right down the street. So, so you moved like, back to Youngstown mm -hmm. about a year ago? Uh, I'd probably say about two years ago. Okay. And then yeah. you hit the ground running with the merch still? Yeah, still had the merch. This is where I was working in Youngstown, right. helping everybody. And then... Um, um, then the music started to kind of yeah. dabble back in? The music never left. The music just stayed there, but I just kept it as a passion. It's gotcha. just something that drives me, yeah. you know? And then uh, I have built up all this shit. I have bought all this shit, and it was just sitting in my room. Mm -hmm. Fucking that's machine studio, yeah. keyboards, like all this shit. Right that's right And then now. I'm like, man, you ain't. Once again, I'm like sitting here so bored. Uh, I went and got another certification. I got, I didn't get my nursing license, but I got STNA certified. Right. I got my med cert certification. I'm just a, you know, I try to do too much. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me, let me put this focus in on something. And just my music right now, so. So what can we expect from you? Uh, shit, I already got music out, so Don't like that's that. going. But right now, since I am an independent everything, uh, I'm kind of just building my team. I'm looking for people to add to my collection. Uh, 
I'm not looking to be signed. I don't give a fuck about somebody handing me an opportunity. I'd rather make it. I'd rather create it. I'd rather help the person next to me. So that way in the future and as far as uh, we continue to spread out through the world and through America, we can always just keep helping each other. You know what I mean? Everything don't equal a dollar, you know? So my music is first up. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. Uh, every platform you could think of, IG, all that shit. Under what? S-G-T-A-S-A-P Music, Sergeant ASAP Music. Anywhere you look it up, Spotify, Apple, it's on there. Google, I'm everywhere. And who are some of the artists you work with? You named one. Who are mm-hmm. some of the artists you work with? Uh, shit, nobody yet, man. I there lie, listen. Tap in. So listen, it's, it's a lot of people. This is the weird shit about music. It's a lot of people that are signed that can work with you, but they can't display any public anything with you. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. I'm learning that shit. Yeah. So I can't really speak about a lot of shit. Really? So, I mean, if people are signed to contracts and I go saying, we got a project coming up and da 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 and that hurts they side. So I just don't. You know, I just say, I'm always looking to work with more people. I'm always looking to do beats for people, rap, uh, sing, produce for people, but most of all right now, I'm focused on myself as an artist, so I'm definitely looking to work with people on the music side. So if you come to me, we can get right in my home studio, we can make a beat, we can fucking look for a beat, we can do it, I don't give a fuck, like we can go. Like, let's go. So, before we get out of here, it's called Get It Off Your Chest, Mm -hmm. and it's just something that we like to do before we see you again, because it's always a part two. We got yeah. part twos with everybody that we sit down with because we like to grow relationships. We like to see where everybody's going. We like to see who's really serious about what they got going on. But it's called Get It Off Your Chest. And basically, it's whatever you need to say to the people, to the new people that's going to see your stuff, to the people that's going, that people that have been supporting you, to anybody that you want to talk to before you get out of here, get it off your chest. Everything don't cost a dollar. To work with me is free. I don't charge for nothing unless I feel like you're going to waste my fucking time. Hit me up on IG. My uh, Gmail is sgtasap at gmail.com. I do beats. I do production. I sing. I rap. I write. Country, pop, rap, don't matter. Come to me with the mindset to work. Mm. We'll worry about the money later. I want to build a foundation. I want to build a building and then look for the people that's coming in to work that motherfucker. I'd rather keep our birthrights with us instead of signing them over on a contract. Mm-hmm. If you fucking with me on that tip, if you fuck with independent music, if you fuck with independent artists, if you fuck with Ohio State, hey, fuck with your man. Sergeant ASAP Music, I'm going to holla at you. Hey, and this is the King Peter. <laughs>